Eight cylinders of foreign car stomping power, it's the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. The Housebroken Medicare podcast. And now, did he fire six shots or only five? It's Medicare expert Doug Jones. Well, guess what time it is today, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for another exciting episode of the Medicare for the Lady Lazy Man Medicare for the Lady Man podcast. Uh, I can't look at Randy while I'm doing my introduction. That's that's the problem here. Anyway, I am so happy that you've joined us today. The Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast is uh, at your beck and call. What I try to do in this podcast is to help people feel confident that Medicare is not going to be a horrible experience for them. It's going to be a fulfilling experience. It's going to be a uh, a wonderful way to protect yourself against medical expenses that you might not even see coming. And that's what happens to us when we get older. We all tend to spend more time being treated by doctors and having medical expenses. So how might I express this this uh, confidence that I'm giving to uh, everybody listening? I might suggest that you purchase my book, Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023. It's on sale at barnesandnoble.com and amazon.com, and it comes in a variety of flavors, a paperback, a uh, Kindle version, an audible version in which I read the book to you, and then, of course, the um, crowning glory of the collection, the hardcover version available at amazon.com with colorful illustrations and that goes right now for a price of $22. So you've got your choice and you all, all of those books that uh, you might choose from have the same excellent Medicare information available to you, the reader. It doesn't take long to plow through this stuff. It is uh, palatable. It is given to you in bite-sized uh, pieces. And when you have finished reading the book, you will become a Medicare expert. I believe that uh, this is an experience that very few people can say that they've uh, enjoyed is becoming an expert by reading a short book, but you have the opportunity of becoming a Medicare expert. You can amaze and mystify your friends. So I would suggest going to buy the book, reading the book. Within the book, you will find my email address at the end of this podcast episode. Randy will tell you my email address. You may decide that you want to contact me and ask my advice about your next steps into Medicare. Well, I will be at your disposal. Once again, Medicare expert Doug Jones reporting for duty. So, uh, with no further ado, I think uh, we should introduce Randy Carson, the podcast engineer par excellence, and see what he's been up to today. Randy, are you there? I am. What oh. what what is an ado? Uh, well, no further ado, so we don't need to know because there is none. <laughs> oh goodness sakes! You're like you're looking bright eyed and bushy tailed today with your bright yellow t shirt from the Bailey. Switchyard in Nebraska. Yeah, is it uh, Oglala or North Platte? Which one is it, or is it in between the uh, Ogl- two? Oglala. Okay, and I have been through those towns back in the seventies or the sixties, I guess, and thoroughly enjoyed the experience. But uh, haven't been there in many years. Roy, our former podcast guest, 
uh, went there one time, took a tour of the Bailey Yards, and uh, he all I got was this lousy T-shirt that he bought for me. So I got to go. My friend, I my go friend went to the Bailey Rail Yards, and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. <laughs> exactly right. So I'm going to keep wearing it until I'm able to go to the yards myself and see what he enjoyed so much about him. You know so what? You, you know what the Union you know Pacific. The, yep, Union Pacific. You know what the name Bailey reminds me of? I don't know. George Bailey. Remember well, George there you Bailey? Go. Sure, of course I do. It's a wonderful life. Yes, we're right in the season for It's a Wonderful <laughs> Life. And obviously, every time I think of that, I think of George Bailey. And uh, what was the angel's name that was trying to get his wings? Clarence. Clarence, yes. Yeah, Roy, Roy and I have right. my one college friend, nine years in college, and I have one college friend. <laughs> and his name is Clarence, and he's been a guest on this podcast at least once. Yes. yeah. We got we to line up some more of your friends and relatives for next year. Okay. Well, I'll tell you, I've got a few of them coming in town for, um, uh, you know, uh, Barrett Jackson, the car yeah. auction. And that may be the time that I can interview a couple of people about their, uh, their encounters with Medicare. Well, there's that. And then, you know, as your friends and relative are down, relatives are down there bidding on these high priced cars at Barrett Jackson, if they get two or three of them and they, they need somewhere to put them. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. You're volunteering. I'm volunteering. Yeah. I'll, I'll That's... store any of it. Actually, I'll store anything they bring up to me. Uh, there's a guy across the street that uh, actually has a really, really good rat rod that he he very seldom ever drives, but oh, I could I could put I could put one in my third car garage and he and I could just stare at each other across the street. Well, that's fantastic. I'm going to keep that in mind. I had no idea. I have a, a separate piece of property just a few hundred yards from my house. Uh, two partners and I built a garage on it, and we have a, a large shipping container and some parking space. It's a quarter of an acre. And um, you would think that uh, I would have excess parking there. And it turns out that one of my partners is a whack job and I don't mm. trust, I don't trust him. So I can't use that property without my fear of uh, having things disappear or be damaged. And where, so, where did that car go? <laughs> yeah. Or my tools, where did those well, tools run off to? Yeah, Sears, you know, craftsman, right? You got craftsmen. I got a lot of craftsmen, sure. Yeah, that's uh, the only that's the only good kind of tools you can get is craftsmen. Well, there are some others that are pretty good, depending on what you want to do. But uh, I was uh, mentioning to Clarence that I had a big giant toolbox here in Arizona, but all my tools were in Illinois. I needed to replace. Uh, I needed to fill up this toolbox, and he said, "Well, here, here's an ad in Craigslist for a bunch of tools, and here, uh, and they're all." in photographs and it was a lot of tools and so i took roy and we went out to the west valley it was uh, someplace out past uh, uh surprise or someplace and went to this house and this nice looking woman uh, was there and i said how did you happen to come by all these tools she said ex-husband <laughs> that's right well the uh, there was a guy watching us to make sure we didn't steal anything that wasn't part of the deal loading up my car and uh, i think he was the future ex-husband well what so, okay now here's the here's the joke about those kind of things how you know miss ma'am 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 what do you, how much do you want for this big rolling toolbox with locks and you know and uh -huh. all kinds you know phone systems and all kinds of stuff on it and and she goes, 
what oh 25 bucks that's all i want all you got to do is drag it out of here because i was supposed to split it with my ex-husband so i'll send him 1250. Uh, <laughs> well <laughs> it was almost like that um the uh the asking price was in the neighborhood of uh, 400 dollars, and i uh, did make a request that we reduce that and she was perfectly amenable to that and yeah, then the future yeah. the future ex-husband watched us load up the car, all these tools, I mean, piles of hand tools. And, yeah. uh, so it's, uh, she wasn't that excited about making money from them. It was mostly to rid herself of a memory, I guess. Yeah, I got it. So, well, that's always a good story. If you run into any more toolboxes along the way, I, I'll, I'll, I'll volunteer because well, I don't have, I don't have as many as I need. We'll ask Clarence. We'll ask Clarence to keep an eye out. No, but no guy has as many tools as he no, needs. Absolutely not. You're you're uh, right on the money there. It's uh, tools are the kinds of things that uh, you would take to your grave with you if you could, because in the afterlife yes. you're going to need even more than you have now. Yes, absolutely. Well, you know something. What's that? We got to do some work here. Yeah, because we've blown our normal stupid law time. We by I know. Uh, God, Jack. And so let's try to make sure that we don't do that next episode, shall we? Absolutely. Well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, mute myself out and you can smartly move forward into the Medicare business because that's what we're here to begin with. I was handed a stack of material for podcast content today by the curator. And what she told me was that these are all things that are mistakes that someone can make when they're entering Medicare or when they're, you know, enrolled in Medicare, these are costly, potentially costly mistakes. And so I told Randy the whole episode, and maybe the episode next time is going to be, uh, the subject is going to be one of mistakes. So let's start out with the first mistake that she curated for us. The headline here is dodging the Medicare enrollment deadline can be costly. Uh, and it's about an Angela Dubois. She might uh, uh, pronounce it like a girl in my class. My high school class pronounced hers as Dubois. <laughs> but in uh, this case, uh, I'm going to go with Dubois. She's a retired software tester in Durham, North Carolina. She wasn't looking to replace her Medicare Advantage plan. She wasn't concerned as the December 7th deadline approached for choosing another of the privately run insurance alternatives to Medicare. That's Medicare Advantage. But then something caught her attention. When she went to her doctor last month, she learned that the doctor in the hospital where she works will not accept her Medicare Advantage insurance starting next year, 2024. And Randy's going, yes, uh, why, why should we be surprised? This is the trend across the nation. Medicare Advantage plans are having a hard time finding a home at the various hospital chains. And these uh, hospital chains are saying, hey, they're too hard to deal with. They cause us to lose money. We don't like Medicare Advantage. So I read on. Faced with either finding a new doctor or finding a new plan, Dubois said the decision was easy. I'm sticking with her, her doctor, because she knows everything about me. Uh, she's been seeing that doctor for more than a decade. Uh, Dubois isn't the only one tuning out when commercials about the open enrollment deadline flood the airwaves each year, even though there could be good reasons to shop around. But sifting through the offerings has become such an ordeal that few people want to repeat it. Avoidance is so rampant that only 10% 
of beneficiaries, that's Medicare participants, switched their Medicare Advantage plans in the year 2019. Everybody else ignored the open enrollment thing and let their uh, existing Medicare Advantage plans renew automatically. So once open enrollment ends, there are a limited number of options for a do-over. People in Medicare Advantage plans can go to another Advantage plan or back to original government-run Medicare starting January 1st and running through the end of March. And the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services has expanded the criteria for granting a special enrollment period to make changes in drug or Medicare Advantage plans anytime. I'm not aware of that. But most seniors will generally allow their existing policy to renew automatically, like it or not. So for Dubois, Dubois, keeping her doctor was not her only reason for switching plans, though. With help from uh, this uh, outfit called Senior Farm Assist, a Durham, North Carolina nonprofit that advises seniors about Medicare, she found a Humana Medicare Advantage plan that would not only be accepted by her providers, but also would cover her medications, saving her more than $14,000 a year. So this outfit is one of the federally funded state health insurance assistance programs known as SHIPS available across the country. Many people are simply overwhelmed by the calls, the ads, the sheer number of choices, and this choice overload contributes to decision-making paralysis. You know, they ought to start thinking about Medicare supplements uh, as a way to remove all the uncertainty and the confusion. But I digress. Um so the big insurance companies like the way the system works now with few customers inclined to explore other plans. They call it stickiness. If we had fewer clear choices, an apple, an orange, a grape, or a banana, most people would tend to review their options. In Washington state, one woman switched from a plan she had for more than a decade to one that will cover all of her drugs and next year will save an estimated $7,200. In Northern California, another woman charged changed drug plans for the first time since 2012, and her current premium of $86 will plummet to $0.40 next year, an annual savings of about $1,000. In Ohio, a woman sought help after learning their monthly co-payment for the blood thinner Eliquis would rise from $102 to $2,000 next year. A counselor with Ohio's SHIP, that state health insurance uh, advisory uh, panel, I think, uh, they found that another plan that will cover all of her medications for the year cost her just $1,700. If she sticks with her current plan, she'd be paying an additional $24,800 for all her drugs next year. See, these plans change in the middle of the year, and those changes can catch you by surprise. Uh, so I'm going back to the article now. I editorialize in between paragraphs sometimes. In some cases, CMS, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, tries to persuade beneficiaries to switch. Uh, since 2012, it has sent letters every year to thousands of people in poorly performing Medicare Advantage plans, encouraging them to consider other options. These are plans that have received less than three out of five stars for three years in a row. You may want to compare your plan to other plans available in your area and decide if it's still right for you. CMS allows low-scoring plans to continue to operate. In an unusual move, officials recently found that one plan had such terrible track record that they will terminate its contract with the government health programs next December. 
Every year, our call volume skyrockets in January when folks get invoices for their new premium, says the uh, ship uh, executive in Ohio. At that point, Medicare Advantage members have until March 30th to switch to another plan or to enroll in government-run Medicare. There's no similar grace period for people with standalone drug plans. They are locked into that plan for the calendar year. Um, fixing a mistake after the open enrollment period ends on December 7th is easy for some people. Individuals who receive extra help to pay for drug plan premiums. That's extra help is a kind of a welfare program. If you need, uh, if you have a low income and you need additional uh, assistance from the government, they will lower the premiums or pay them for you under a program referred to as extra help if you request it. Um, let's see now. Other beneficiaries may be able to get a special enrollment period to switch plans after the enrollment period ends. If they meet certain conditions, uh, people can switch to a Medicare Advantage plan that earns the top five-star rating from CMS if one is available in their area. We've been able to use those five-star plans as a safety net. So um, the Ohio executive director of the SHIP program there spends a lot of time trying to ensure that unwelcome surprises like a drug that isn't covered don't happen in the first place. What we want to do is proactively educate Medicare patients so they know that they can go to the doctors and hospitals they want to go to in the upcoming year. So it's, um, once again, turmoil reigns in the world of Medicare Advantage plans, and it's just uh, never or rarely a satisfactory solution. Now we get to hear the horror stories, but we don't hear about the people who uh, have no medical expenses and they don't go to doctors and they don't really have bad experiences yet, but their time may be coming because frankly, Medicare Advantage plans, as I've said many times, are fine as long as you don't use them. It's when you need to use those benefits that you start getting disappointed with your Medicare Advantage plans. Um, what if you had to go to an assisted living facility? That's not a pleasant thought necessarily, although I think they're getting better. I know that I've got a grandmother from Oklahoma who told my father, don't you ever put me in the, uh, the old folks home because, uh, the County poor farm was what her experience with an old folks home was. And, uh, she lived in Idabel, Oklahoma and one by one, her friends started disappearing and, uh, they, where did they go? Well, they wound up in a magnificently beautiful um, old folks home. I'm going to use that term in Oklahoma City. And when she found out where they were uh, disappearing to, she went to visit her friends in their new environs and she loved it. So one day she mustered her her um, attitude. Uh, she <laughs> decided to apologize to my father for putting him on the spot and saying, don't you ever farm me out to the, the old folks home. And, uh, he helped her move to the um, the assisted living facility in Oklahoma City where her friends had gone, and she lived out her, her years there in comfort and happiness. So I think uh, the uh, old view of what an old folks' home was like has uh, gone by the wayside. And the modern facilities that I've seen, I've got a cousin in one in Lake Forest, Illinois. It's a magnificent facility. When we went to visit him and his wife number two, we felt as though we could very easily move in there and begin enjoying the same things that they enjoyed. 
three restaurants on the premises, indoor parking, uh, lots of uh, office space and stuff like that. So uh, I believe that uh, assisted living is uh, stepping into the 21st century in a big way. So this is an article from the Savvy Senior. That's an Oklahoma City expert on Medicare items and He says, uh, here are some steps to follow when you're looking for an assisted living facility. And you may want to be looking for a facility for a a parent of yours or a relative. Um, Dear Savvy Senior, what is the best way to go about choosing an assisted living facility for my 86-year-old father? Since mom died last year, his health has declined to the point that he can't live at home anymore, but he isn't ready for a nursing home either. And the, uh, it's, the question is signed, Searching Susan. Dear Susan, says the savvy senior, if your dad needs help with things like bathing, dressing, preparing meals, managing his medications, or just getting around, an assisted living facility is definitely a good option to consider. Assisted living facilities are residential communities that offer different levels of health or personal care services for seniors who want or need help with daily living. There are nearly 29,000 assisted living communities, also called board care, supportive care, or residential care facilities. Hmm. Those terms are are new to me. Um, So there are 29,000 of these places in the U.S. today, some of which are part of a retirement community or nursing home. Most facilities have anywhere between 10 and 100 suites, varying in size from a single room to a full apartment, and some even offer special memory care units for residents with dementia. To help you choose a good assisted living facility for your dad, here are some steps to follow. Number one, make a list. There are several sources you can turn to for referrals to top assisted living communities in your area, including your dad's doctor or nearby hospital discharge planner friends or neighbors who have had a loved one in assisted living, or you can do an online search at caring.com. Number two, do some research. To research the communities on your list, put in a call to your long-term care ombudsman. I don't think I have one of those. This is a government official who investigates long-term care facilities, complaints, and advocates for residents and their families. This person can help you find the latest health inspection reports, on specific assisted living facilities and can tell you which ones have had complaints or other problems in the past. To find your local ombudsman, go to ltcombudsman.org. Another uh, job for you is to call the facilities. Once you've identified a few good assisted living facilities, call them to see if they have any vacancies, what they charge, and if they provide the types of services that your father needs. And then you can tour your top choices. During your visit to each of these places, notice the cleanliness and the smell of the facility. Is it homey and inviting? Does the staff seem responsive and kind to its residents? Also, be sure to taste the food. Yeah, I I don't know how you're going to do that, except maybe uh, go there during lunchtime and uh, help yourself to some uh, bites off of other people's plates. And if they're in the memory care unit, they may not even know what you're up to. Uh, in any event, uh, say, be sure to taste the food and talk to the residents and their family members if available. It's also a good idea to visit several times at different times of the day and different days of the week to get a broader perspective. On your faculty, oh, on your facility visit, get a copy of the admissions contract and the residence rules that outline the fees 
and any extra charges, services, and residents' rights, and explanations for when a resident might be asked to leave because their condition has worsened and they require more care than the facility can provide. Also, find out if their staff turnover rates is, are high, uh, what their COVID infection uh, control procedures are, and if and when medical professionals are on site. To help you rate your visit, Caring.com offers a checklist of questions that you can download and print. Caring.com slash static slash checklist dash A-L dash tour, T-O-U-R. How to pay. Monthly costs for assisted assisted living range anywhere from $2,500 to $6,000 or more, depending on where you live, the facility you choose, and the services provided. Since Medicare does not cover assisted living, most residents pay out of pocket from their own personal funds, and some have long-term care insurance policies. If your dad has limited financial resources and can't afford this, most states now have a Medicaid waiver program that helps pay for assisted living. Or if he's a veteran, he may be able to get funds through the VA's aid and attendance benefit. You have to be pretty broke, and uh, it's not a huge amount of money. But there is a lot of talk about the aid and attendance benefit uh, as being a valuable resource for people with low, um, low uh, resources. So to find out about these programs, ask the assisted living facility director or contact the local Medicaid office. So that's uh, if you need to find an, a um, retirement home or an assisted living facility for someone, that would be uh, some of the, the steps that you want to follow. And I'm going to read um, a list of the six disadvantages of Medicare plans. We did touch on Medicare Advantage plans Earlier in this podcast, when we discussed the people that have to change their Medicare Advantage plans because of one reason or another, and here from a different source, this is from Maximizing Medicare with Paul Sheldon. I was listening to his podcast the other day, and he said, here are six disadvantages of Medicare Advantage plans. I have 10 disadvantages listed in my book, but he only talks about six here. Networks, networks, networks. That's disadvantage number one. With regular Medicare, you can go anywhere you want and uh, have the services of any doctor that's willing to accept Medicare as a payment uh, facility, but you cannot, if you have a Medicare Advantage plan, you cannot go out of network without spending either some of your own money or paying for the whole thing yourself. So Medicare Advantage plans always have networks. Medicare itself with a supplement, no network. You can go to any doctor you want that's willing to treat you and be reimbursed by Medicare. Uh, number two in the list of six disadvantages is you must have a referral to see a specialist. Uh, that's true in Medicare Advantage HMO plans. It's less problematic in Medicare Advantage uh, PPO plans. But this, again, the PPO means that you have to uh, spend some of your own money to get your medical expenses taken care of. The plan will not pay all of the cost for you. Uh, number three, pre-authorization for many treatments and procedures. You have to ask the plan's permission. And whose permission are you asking? Accountants and bean counters. These are the people that run the plan. They are not necessarily the doctors that provide um, 
the uh, medical expertise. So what you're doing is you're asking the permission of the people that have to pay the bills. What's their typical reaction? No, we don't want to pay for those expenses. And by the time you appeal, you file an appeal, they've changed their mind. They say, okay, you've decided to appeal. Most people don't. We'll go ahead and pay your expenses. And we've still saved a bunch of money because many of your fellow patients will not appeal the uh, decision. So that's, um, uh, you know, a major problem with Medicare Advantage plans. Here's another problem. Co-pays and co-insurance for almost everything they do. Medicare Advantage plans are pretty cheap uh, as long as you don't need them. Once you start using their benefits because you've had uh, an accident or an injury and you need medical treatment, you're going to find out that that's when you really pay for the uh, the uh, big bucks for the treatment that they're going to provide for you in their network. Uh, once again, co-pays and co-insurance for almost everything they do. If you have a Medicare, uh, regular Medicare with a Medicare supplement, you pay the premium, but you have very small uh, out-of-pocket costs if you need medical treatment. Uh, and they're always predictable and reasonable. Number five, out-of-pocket maximums. Every Medicare uh, Advantage plan has a maximum out-of-pocket limit that you're allowed to spend up to $8,000, and I think that figure might be out of date. $10,500 is what I've heard if you're in a Medicare Advantage PPO plan and you go out of network. But if you're in the network and you follow all the rules, you could still have an $8,000 out-of-pocket expense if you need a bunch of treatment. And frankly, that's not going to happen with a Medicare, with a regular Medicare and a Medicare supplement. The most is you, the most you're going to pay is uh, the premium that you pay for the Medicare supplement plus a two hundred and forty dollar annual deductible for some out of uh, out of hospital uh, outpatient procedures. So your uh, costs are very limited under Medicare and a Medicare supplement. Number six, if your care, oh, your care is now managed by your insurance company. We touched on that earlier. It's not managed by your doctors. It's managed by your insurance company. And they make the decisions as to which procedures and treatments you're going to be allowed to have, which ones they'll pay for, which ones they will not allow you to uh, accept. So those are just, uh, that's off of the um, Maximizing Medicare podcast with Paul Sheldon. He's a very successful Medicare agent in uh, Bakersfield, California, and he's a heck of a nice guy. I enjoyed listening to every one of his weekly podcast episodes. Randy, I would say that uh, we probably plowed through Medicare enough for today. What do you think? We have. We have. But I have. I had one little tiny bit of uh, research that I did while you were discussing the various uh, drawbacks to Medicare Advantage plans. Well, lay it on me. I did find, you know, there's a similar plan that Medicare Advantage plans offer that's very similar to extra help. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I can't wait to hear this one. And it's called No Freaking Help. Okay, that's (laughs) what theirs is called. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. I like it when uh, your thinking cap is on because you come up with uh, interesting terminology. And this is stuff the government never thought about when they were naming these things. But No. And, and bottom line is just 
if we don't accomplish anything else, folks, just know that you don't want to go anywhere close to a Medicare Advantage plan, okay? You don't want to go anywhere closer to them than you would to a rabid skunk. Yeah, once again, Paul Sheldon listed six areas of potential disappointment. I believe that there are more than that. <clears throat> and uh, the opportunity to be disappointed by your Medicare Advantage plan is is uh, very, <laughs> very possible. Yes, yes. Well, you know, like I said the last time, I'm going to start printing up T-shirts because this this applies very, very specifically the Medicare disadvantage plans. And it, it's, I stole the, I stole it from a former first lady related to prior, author, prior authorization requirements. Yes. Yes. Just, just say no. Okay. And that's, that's the rule they live by. Yeah. Yeah. And you so, and I discovered that with our, some of our research, they say no all the time. And the few patients that appeal that decision are granted their, uh, their rights. They're, they're granted the, uh, okay, the go ahead for those yeah. procedures and everybody else who uh, just dropped it and went away. Uh, they don't get to have their stuff paid for. Well, and a very high percentage of the people, as you know, of the people that, uh, you know, go after the, uh, the, the ruling again and, uh-huh. uh, and, you know, the very high percentage of them, I, I think it was like 85% yep. go after, go after it the second time are approved. Oh, yes. isn't, isn't that amazing? Yeah. What a coincidence. <laughs> what a coincidence. <laughs> well, you know, we got to get out of here. We've spent our 75 cents, but before we do, there's a small short list of things that I always like to cover. Number one is Doug loves to hear from you and you can reach out to him with an email address of dbj at mlmmailbag.com, dbj at mlmmailbag.com. Just remember, Doug is licensed nationwide to help you with your Medicare supplement planning. Check us out at the website, medicareforthelazyman.com. Got some really cool stuff going on there, I think. And if you could find a place before the end of the year or just any time, really, it's particularly interesting to us before the end of the year to have you go out and find a couple places to drop some reviews on the content that we produce books, you know, the podcast, you know, you know, the website, you name it. We would love to have you drop a couple reviews. Just say, Hey, I like the book. Doesn't have to be any more complicated than that. But last but not least, thank you for joining us. We have a lot more fun with you than without you. You came to join us, spend a little bit of time with us. That's exactly where we want you. And ultimately, you have spent about 32 and a half minutes with Doug Jones, the anti-insurance insurance guy from Oklahoma. No more. He's camped up in the high ground behind Cave Creek, Arizona. And I'm going to take it easy on him today. I'm going to put him down below the oxygen line and I'm going to put it at about 8,500 feet. I like that. I I could live there forever. I'll tell you right now, it's wintertime in Arizona, and uh, being uh, in low altitudes means warmer, uh, happier days for Dougie. So we will see you all very soon, I hope, at our next episode. Please join us. Thanks for being here. Bye-bye.